Well, I think that capsulizes the whole tacos and tequila festival <laughs> in, in a nutshell. Huh? <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. 611 Eric in for Vince. More on where Vince is coming up later on. Adam Roberts in studio. Hello, Adam. Hello, Eric. Good morning. Debbie Lazka's got your rose. And Greg Pancake Hill producing the big show today. Big day today for Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin. Today's the day Planned Parenthood plans to resume abortion services at two locations. One in Madison, the other in Milwaukee at the Water Street Health Center. Joining us now on Wisconsin's Morning News is TMJ4, Sydney Orr. She is uh, at the Water Street Health Center right now. Good morning, Sydney. What are we expecting today? Good morning. Well, we're here right now. Um, it's pretty quiet. Doors are going to open here at Planned Parenthood on Water Street at 8.30 this morning. We're told they have already scheduled appointments and treatment will begin later on today. And this comes after the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Wisconsin told us that two state court rulings um, the judge confirmed that the 1849 law, which prohibited abortions, wasn't enforceable, clarifying now that consensual abortions are now legal in the state of Wisconsin. Sydney, I'm curious, you're standing outside this morning. Can you paint a picture for what you're seeing? Has anyone gathered yet? Are you pretty much alone out there? What are you seeing? Yep, it's pretty quiet here. The only news crews are here right now, but later on this morning, there are a few protests that are set to take place here, and there's also going to be one at the Milwaukee County Courthouse um, later on today for pro-choice as well. But nothing quite going on here just yet. Sydney Orr from TMJ4 News outside the Planned Parenthood Center in Milwaukee. Big day today for Planned Parenthood. Thank you, Sydney. Appreciate it. All right, 6.13 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I had mentioned uh, Vince Vetrano earlier. So interesting day today. So Vince is here. He's working. He's not in the building yet, but uh, he's going to be on Wisconsin's Afternoon News today. Mm, interesting. Has I'll he ever done back. that before? He's, uh, he did it once before, way back a million years ago. In fact, ironically, I worked with him that day. That was like oh. maybe 2014 or something. Wisconsin PM or AM yeah. in the PM. So Debbie, you need to like keep yes. an eye on him. It's a different show in the afternoon. It oh, yeah. Completely I different produced show. that show. I know. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, so if, and I have to actually jet out of here early. Just a crazy day. We have a lot going on. We have the, the Brewers announcement with the funding. That's expected uh, mid-morning. Adam, you're going to be at that news conference. That's right. I have, I have to go play golf today. You, oh, you <laughs> have to. It's part of Jinx. a yeah part of a JDRF uh, event, which I'm really excited about. So I'm going to shoot out of here and play golf in Vetrano because no one's in this afternoon. He's going to run up and do the afternoon show. So Someone the heavy warned Greg. Today. Yes. I will let you know how well I do as I use everyone else's ball during the scramble. It is 614. Let's get to sports. That's in one minute. Well, you're not going to win every game. Tough one for the Packers as they fall to the Atlanta Falcons Sunday afternoon, 25-24. Packers looked okay through the first three quarters, up 24-12, but they couldn't stop them in the fourth. Coach Matt LaFleur. They saw it. They shredded us. Consistently. Okay. Yeah. 25-24 the final. Matt LaFleur, of course, not happy with the defense there. Obviously very disappointed that when you have a 12-point lead in the second half and you don't make the plays that um, and don't play complimentary football, and then when you have mistakes, all those get magnified. And so uh, disappointed. you got to give credit to Atlanta. They battled. 
uh, and did a better job than us, obviously. Jordan Love had a decent game, 151 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Eric, is it noting that, so I was watching the game with people at Estabrook Park. My parents were in town for the weekend. Cool. Late birthday thing. Yeah, very nice. And it's telling that when that final drive happened, it was basically nothing, 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 back up five yards, and nothing. Right. There was no real, ah! It was just, eh. Okay. It was kind of expected. Yeah. Is have the has the bar really been raised or lowered that much? You know what? That's a great point. And I think we have to at least lower it a little bit just because as of now he's not a future Hall of Famer. Here's what Jordan Love had to say about I mean, it. I think the last possessions of the game um, are good lessons for all of us and just how we have to execute, you know. Every play matters in this league. Um, and stuff to clean up right there and uh you know, we'll look at the tape and, and see what we did, but it just comes down to execution. So, okay, Packers fans, Justin Fields threw another pick six yesterday, so you got that. The Bears fell to the Buccaneers. They're now 0-2. The Bears are who That's we right. thought they were. Back to, the, back to the Packers for a second. Uh, no Aaron Jones, no Christian Watson, no David Bakhtiari, and that's going to become a story here coming up, But the, whether or not Bakhtiari wanted to play on that field or if he'll always sit out when it's a certain type of turf. We'll find out. Injury news, offensive lineman Elton Jenkins lost to a knee injury. Sounds like an MCL sprain, according to Ian Rappaport, so he'll get an MRI this week. The Packers now 1-1. One one. So are the Lions, who lost a heartbreaker to the Seahawks. Up next, the Packers' home opener on Sunday at noon against the New Orleans Saints. The Brewers fall to the Nationals 2-1. Still a productive homestand, though. The crew now six and a half games up in first place. The Cubs just keep losing. They lost again last night, so they're flatlining. There it is. Flatline. Doctor! Help! <laughs> The magic number uh, to clinch the NSL, uh, NSL, N- NL Central excuse me, uh, for the Brewers is now seven. And then we'll end with this. So there's been a lot of talk about Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Apparently he has a little crush on Swift. He's tried to reach out to her before. There's been conversations that perhaps they've dated or he's courting her in some way. How about this from Ian Eagle on CBS after Kelsey scored a touchdown yesterday? Kelsey finds a blank space there it is. for the score. Yeah, that's what you say. I see what you did there. Yeah, there it is. So. Lovely. I wonder how much time he spent the night before crafting that wonderful line. Looking through her entire catalog to figure out which song. And then ultimately went with the most basic thing. <laughs> wait, wait for it. And I'll write Click. your name. All right. 619. It's back this weekend. Doors open Milwaukee is this weekend. This is when many businesses, many old buildings across the city open their doors for people to tour. Grace Four is with Historic Milwaukee. She joins us now. She's organizing the big event. Hello, Grace. Hey, good to be here. So big weekend coming up. 130 locations across the area opening their doors. This is a big deal that's been going on for quite some time now. This will be our 13th annual Doors Open. Um, we're super excited. It's going to be a big, big year. So what makes this year stick out to you? Well, for me, there's a lot of sites coming back that haven't been able to participate since 2019 pre-pandemic. Sure. Um, so a few that stand out. MGIC, located across the street from City Hall, will be participating. We Energy's building, the Federal Courthouse, and some others. So we're just, we're very excited. You mentioned the um, the Federal Building, the, the courthouse here downtown. I've had the opportunity to be in that building a couple of times for work-related purposes, covering federal trials and whatnot. That building, if you get a chance to get in there, that is immaculate. 
Richardsonian Romanesque is the style ah, of architecture. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's an 1890s building, and the atrium when you walk in is will just take your breath away. Something to note is that you can walk in there anytime, but during doors open is the only time that participants are able to take photos inside ah, of the atrium. Gotcha. And they let you into the courthouses and give really amazing in-depth tours. Yeah, that's great. That would be my number one. I would encourage that. So Grafe, which is really close to us, right upstairs here in the Third Street Market, they're opening their doors for the first time since moving downtown. They sure are. And I would super encourage people who haven't been to formerly the Grand Avenue Mall yeah. in a long time to check out just the, the food hall. But then when you're here, go upstairs, go to Grafe um, and tour there. Uh, it's an amazing retrofit and what they've done and been able to construct there. And that's actually a great opportunity. You can look in our windows. We're not participating in the doors open thing, but you can definitely see into our studios as well. Yeah, I would... uh for anyone who hasn't been in this building in a long time, the, the old Grand Avenue, I mean, it looks a lot different than, say, just a couple of years ago. Unrecognizable. Yeah, in a good way. All right. So what else, Grace? Where else can we go up? Maybe outside of downtown proper? Yeah. So we're excited. Um, Doors Open always has a lot of great opportunities in neighborhoods. I um, love the River West neighborhood. That's where I live. And the House of Rad is going to be open. That's in a historic factory building, but it's this really cool artist collective that you can tour um, on that same block as Retrospect which is a company that is the only licensed company to make Polaroid cameras now. Um, So they actually like upcycle old Polaroid cameras and other analog technology like record players and cassette players. Um, So that's cool. You can kind of see how they do their work. Um, There's also a couple of breweries over there that you can go behind the scenes of and and check out the the brews. Um, Bayview has a lot going on this year, too. There's a place called Milwaukee Microgreens, and they grow food year-round inside. Um, So that's a really neat operation to check out. And Bayview Printing Company is another really neat one that uses letter historic letterpress uh, machinery to make you know, wedding invitations and other things like that. Doors Open Milwaukee is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Grace, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So we will put that online as well at WTMJ.com if you'd like to see the full list of doors for Doors Milwaukee Saturday and Sunday. Grace Four from Historic Milwaukee joining us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Packers trip up and fall to the Falcons, and now are we seeing issues with one of their offensive linemen? That story coming up at 645. A restaurant rage room. If you haven't heard of it yet, you're not alone. I hadn't either before this morning, but it could be coming to your city soon, and a voice you'll hear in those rage rooms you might recognize. To celebrate the return of Gordon Ramsay's reality show Kitchen Nightmares, Fox is bringing some pop-up restaurant-themed rage rooms to five cities across the country. Serve it, please! You'll be given a bat and can go to town on everything, including the kitchen sink, like rolling pins, liquor bottles, vases, dinner plates, and glasses. And through the room's loudspeaker. Absolute useless. The voice of Gordon Ramsay himself. Let's go! Berating you to fuel your rage even more. The pop-ups will pop up the last weekend of this month in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Tampa. Plus Rochester and Syracuse, New York. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. So what happens if you take the bat to the speakers? <laughs> See, that's what I was just wondering. Like, why? If you're going to a rage room, do you need to be fueled more? <laughs> you... No, you're already pretty angry. <laughs> That's why I'm going to said yeah. rage room. Do I need to hear This is Gordon making Ramsey? me mad, Eric. I want yeah. to go and break things right. now. We need pictures of Ramsey, too, so that you can, like, throw things at. And... Maybe throw some lamb sauce. Yes, yes. 6.38. Big debate that ignited this month in the Whitnell School District. 
This is over a new proposed policy regarding gender identity. WDTMJ's White Barmar Pooley speaking to the people involved in this controversy. As the school year was getting underway this year, Whitnall School Board member Karen Michalinas started to hear about... In several different classes at Whitnall High School and also at Whitnall Middle School, students were being questioned basically about their gender identity, their use of pronouns, their preferred names. Michalinas tells WTMJ she wasn't aware that was a thing that was happening in Whitnall schools. What I had been told in the past by administration is that our staff is advised not to solicit gender identity information from students. She says she immediately began thinking about introducing a policy addressing this, but she was concerned about writing something from scratch. That led her to the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, or WILL, a conservative group that has produced a number of model policies, including on this issue. The model policy that Michalinas introduced to the board says parents will have the right to determine the name and pronouns the staff use to refer to their children while at school with written authorization needed from parents for a change in either. These model policies are public resources all out in the open, and we're hoping that they will serve as guidelines for school boards who want to include more parental involvement. Attorney Corey Brewer wrote the policy that Michalinas introduced. She tells WTMJ the concerns Michalinas was hearing are not uncommon. Will crafted the policies in response primarily to hearing from parents and school board members around the state, and this is also happening around the country. At the school board meeting on September 11th, the policy raised immediate concerns from the board. It seemed mostly about using an off-the-shelf policy. And from parents in attendance. While some letters were read in support of the policy, every single parent who took the mic was opposed. As a school district, student safety should be our number one priority. Sarah Blonsky was one of those parents speaking at the meeting. She tells WTMJ she heard about the policy a few days before. When they released the public notice, I saw this policy was on there. And as soon as I saw the policy, my heart just completely dropped. Blonsky says she believes that adopting the will policy or one like it would be harmful to transgender and non-binary children in the Whitnell School District. Michalinas, for her part, says that wasn't her intention when introducing the policy. One thing made clear by the board at the meeting, the will policy will not be adopted word for word. So what's next? I, as an individual member, am going to be working on looking at drafting some options and then try to creatively come up with a second proposal that will satisfy the majority of people. The issue of gender identity, chosen names, and pronouns will be taken up, Michalinas couldn't say exactly when, by the school board. And Blonsky says she's supportive of... A policy around gender identity. I think that we need to make sure that we are protecting our students first. Michalinas and Blonsky may be on opposite sides here, but they agree on one thing. It's a very complex issue. It's hard and it's important. It's certainly an issue that will continue to draw a lot of community involvement in the Whitnell School District and around the state. Wyatt Farmar Pooley, WTMJ News. 644 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Is there a controversy in the Packers clubhouse? That story in a minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Well, it looked good to start. Tough one for the Pack. They fall to the Atlanta Falcons on the road, 25-24. They were up 24-12 going into the fourth quarter, and then things just kind of fell apart. They saw it. They shredded us. 
consistently <laughs> like a fine cheese yes. you might say yeah so they go on to uh, lose to the falcons 25 24 like i said lafleur just not happy with how the defense played obviously very disappointed that when you have a 12 point lead in the second half and you don't make the plays that um and don't play complimentary football and then when you have mistakes all those get magnified and so uh disappointed you got to give credit to atlanta they battled uh, and did a better job than us, obviously. So you got to say, too, Jordan Love, uh, obviously some growing pains there as he's learning how to, to win a game at the end. The, the, the last series didn't go very well, but Love had a decent game, 151 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, playing without a lot of guys like Aaron Jones, Christian Watson. Elton was knocked out of the game there for a while. Elton Jenkins, uh, we'll find out today how bad that is. And then, of course, David Bakhtiari. And that's the interesting one, isn't it, Eric? Yeah, so Bakhtiari, as we know, has a bad knee. We also know that he doesn't like the NFL's turf in many of the stadiums. I would say among active players, he's probably been the most vocal, at least on Twitter or X. Especially this past week with what happened with uh, Aaron Rodgers, his buddy, getting hurt. Uh, so here's the question now. Okay, was this a boycott? And they didn't really confirm or deny it after the game. Mark Chimura, former Packer, our teammate over at ESPN Milwaukee, after the game last night during the Packers postgame show, uh, heard right here on WTMJ, he said it's time to remove Bakhtiari from the equation. But enough of the pouting, right? It's just the pouting of these players like him, drive me nuts. Go out and play. You're getting paid, like like a lot of the texters said, you're getting paid over $20 million. This is not a place to to have your little protest because your best friend quarterback got hurt last week on turf, where I've heard a lot of medical doctors say this wouldn't matter. Tell you what, if this is a, a, spite, a spiteful thing, I would cut his ass. I would flat out cut his ass to send a message. Oof. That's dangerously close to saying stick to sports, you yeah. might say. Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, that story's not going away, unfortunately. So up next for the Packers' home opener, Lambeau Field, Saints and Packers, Sunday at noon. As for the Brewers, they fell last night 2-1, to one, or yesterday. It seemed like it was last night. It was a long game. 11 innings. Still, though, a very productive homestand for the crew. They're now six and a half games in first place over the Cubs and the magic number to clinch the NL Central is seven. The countdown is on. Seven is your magic number. It's 649. Sometimes a good idea just doesn't pan out. And it seems like that was the case this weekend in Franklin. Joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Telly Hughes from 1017 The Truth. Telly, I don't know if you were there. I assume you weren't, but I, I don't know if you saw any of the footage of this. The Tacos and Tequila Festival, which featured tacos, tequila. As it should. Some 2000s throwbacks like Nelly, <laughs> Fat Joe, and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. I I saw the video, guys, but I did not. Uh, I was not there. And what's a, what's so amazing to me is uh, there were noise complaints. Now, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> there was a report earlier in the week that Franklin residents had a problem with the sports activities that took place at the Rock Complex. Mm-hmm. And the main complaint was noise, if I'm not mistaken, correct? You are yes. correct. 
Oh, okay. And this is during baseball games. Now, what in the heck do you think is going to happen at a concert? <laughs> well, not only that, not only a concert, but one that was so crowded. 10,000 tickets. And that facility ain't that big. Those lines were insane. There's pictures up from people. I followed the Milwaukee subreddit. That's where I first saw it. You can't see the end of where people are going, and they're just waiting to get in general admission. They're not even in the festival itself. They're just standing, waiting to get in, and that's not even dealing with any of the parking either. Yeah, that's called no concern with any sort of fire uh, uh, safety (laughs) rules, and let's just get all the money we can because these people are going to buy these tickets. And, I mean, it's a great lineup, but let's – I, I was just I, I was kind of thrown by the fact that it was a at the rock and b um, like having that many people. You know that that place can't accommodate that many people. Yeah, and that's the part that I'm I'm disappointed at it because the idea about it was so awesome, Telly. Like the, when we heard that this was happening. It was like, holy cow, because there's some big names that were coming to this show. And just the idea of taco trucks was awesome. And tequila's never bad. <laughs> there's, all, there's all these great aspects to it. You think we're going to get a Taco Fest Netflix documentary now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a grand opening, grand closing. There might be a one-year deal. <laughs> so there was well, at one, least at the Rock. <laughs> there was one interesting moment, though, that did happen between two fans, Telly. Yes, Telly. Uh, I've got the uh, transcript for you if you'd like me to read a wonderful missed connection that came about as a result of Tacos and Tequila's Fest. Are you prepared? I am. Nothing better to get my Monday and week started than this. All right. Let me uh, quickly here put a dime in the jukebox and set the mood. <laughs> to the beautiful man that I encountered at the hand wash station just as dedicated to getting your hands clean as I was. I was checking you out and noticed, uh uh-oh, your fly was down. I think that might have been a moment, and I would very much like to get to know you, Mr. Handwash Man. (laughs) So now we have to find these two. There has to be at least one connection made, one success story that would come out of this. uh, Where was that posted? On Reddit? R slash Milwaukee, yes. All right, yep, okay. (laughs) Wow, and that was the actual transcript. Yes. Yep, pretty much word for word, bar for bar. (laughs) Well, I think that capsulizes the whole tacos and tequila festival (laughs) in in a nutshell. (laughs) All right, Telly. Telly, you use for 1017 The Truth. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a great week. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Uh, 657. Business Headlines now, sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here is the Milwaukee Business Journal's Rich Kirchin.